Hey there. Today we're going to discuss um, some truths about spiritual awakening. Um, what is a spiritual awakening? I would describe it as a huge shift of awareness. It's an internal experience where you realize that there is more to being here than you know the life that you're living and it's you know often follows this feeling um or this awareness and this knowing that you're also meant to be more um and to do more here um for me it was the huge kind of shift and experience of being more than my physical self okay um being more than just mind and body and going beyond just an intellectual or um let's say a mental understanding of that to really experiencing it knowing it um and feeling that in a very visceral intrinsic sort of way if you're a mentor coach trainer yogi or healer and you sense there is more to your path and this universe for you to discover and you don't want to wait until you cross over to the other side to find out the answers then you're in the right place using your intuition doesn't have to be vague inconsistent draining or filled with uncertainty you don't need to be born in a family of psychics You don't need crystals, pendulums, oracle cards, or years of meditation. What you need is a practical, structured methodology to access, understand, and use your natural intuitive gift. I'm Desiree, a self-taught intuitive, and I've spent more than a decade helping purpose-driven souls heal karmic and ancestral patterns through various spiritual wellness therapies. I'm on a mission to help you align with your highest calling by mastering your soul's intelligence. And in this podcast, I will share how. Having this sort of spiritual awakening is not necessarily tied to religion. Okay, so some people can have religion their whole lives, uh, but never truly um, experience that sort of spiritual awakening. Okay, um, it's when you truly know uh, that life is beyond what we can perceive with our physical senses. Okay, this often prompts a cascade of it's like a domino effect of. you know huge outward and external change as well okay so the internal change prompts the external ones okay so now what is commonly understood right by spiritual awakenings is that it's it often follows um or tr- is triggered by huge loss you know death tragedy um a crisis it could follow a period of depression or what um some people call the dark night of the moon a dark night of the soul but one of the truths that i'm going to share with you today is that it can happen 
even when everything seems fine. Okay, so even when or if, especially everything on the outside, you know, you've checked the boxes, nothing really, like, there's nothing really wrong that's happening. Um, nothing is going wrong. Everything seems fine or okay. And you almost, um, you know, some people <laughs> may even feel bad for feeling like anything but completely satisfied or completely fulfilled. Um, you know, yeah. So it's it can actually happen when you're, you know, everything is status quo and um, yeah, nothing is really going wrong, right? So then how can you really tell? Uh, so usually if everything is feeling fine, but you're on a on the brink, let's say, of a spiritual awakening, you might sense um, a pull or a call. Um, it's, you know... Sometimes there is this greater sense of there's more or you may be meant for more. Um, some people identify that as a feeling of being unfulfilled, um, but not everyone does. Like it may not even feel like you're you know, dissatisfied in any way. It could just be this inkling, this yearning for more, um, you know, when I had a spiritual um, awakening, um, one of them, I was already on my path. I was already living with purpose. Um, I was doing what I love. Um, uh, and, you know, that's when I really unlocked my, what I call soul intelligence, um, unlocked my ability, my kind of higher intuitive ability um, uh, to channel. Right, but at that time, I mean, things weren't exactly wrong. Like things were not exactly going wrong in my life, or nothing was really that bad. Um, I was pretty much, you know, um, I had already uh, kind of quit a corporate stint that I was um, working at um, for about. I know. I think I had quit. It was like a year after I quit. Um, so I was already doing, you know, spiritual um, healing and therapy uh, full time, right? Um, which, you know, I consider and I still consider like that to be, you know, on path and kind of aligned with um, who I am. And yeah, you know, it's for me, that's this is soul aligned work. Um, and yet <laughs> um, what came, um, you know, I couldn't have predicted, um, but I had that huge kind of shift. And at that time, you know, the thing that I do remember feeling was there was that yearning again for more. Like nothing is really wrong per se, but I know I'm, you know, meant to be more and meant to do more. There's something else. Um, and... Yeah, so it, it's kind of like a calling and it comes from an intuitive place, not a place of ego. So it's not like, oh, I'm meant to do big things and, you know, I want to be out there in a, um, you know, huge way uh, because the truth is, you know, I've 
never really had very high self-esteem. It's like I've developed this and strengthened it over the years, but I suffered from really low self-esteem and insecurity um, about my abilities, uh, you know, for, for such a long time since I was a kid. Um, and yet, you know, um, you know, now looking back, even when I was a child, 12 years old, uh, when I first <laughs> um, was aware that I was, you know, depressed, right? Even then, there was this part of me that kind of felt and knew that I was, you know, meant to be more and do more. And there was something here for me. Um, like, I was, there's something that I was meant to do, right? Um, so, you know, what I really learned is that even if in the physical world nothing really wrong is happening, nothing really bad, or you don't have, you know, huge problems per se. In fact, I think there are a lot of people who are on the brink of a spiritual awakening who may even say, like, actually, I'm really grateful for, you know, I'm grateful and I'm blessed for everything that I have. Um, I have no complaints, right? So nothing in the physical world may be happening, but there might be a lot that is happening beneath or rather in the unseen world um, and that gap, right? The gap that you may feel or that longing or that calling um, is a spiritual one. It's not physical. And that's why you probably can't find anything really wrong in your you know, material or physical world to really um, you know, fault or blame or, or say, well, this is why I'm so dissatisfied with life um, or so I'm feeling so unfulfilled. In fact, um, you may actually look around and go, well, everything is really actually in place. <gasps> so I'm not sure. Actually, and that, that actually might be why it's puzzling, why it feels um, like there's something missing or there's like a gap. Okay. Um, and so, you know, really you need a spiritual um, solution or spiritual intervention, so to speak, for a spiritual issue. So if you're trying to kind of um, figure out that tiny gap or that calling or that sense of knowing that there's more within you, if you're trying to figure that out through, let's say, material, physical means, um, you're probably never never or not going to fill that gap. Okay, You're not going to figure it out that way. And so if you're going for, I don't know, left brain courses um, or, uh, you know, thinking like, well, if I... I don't know, try this or do that or have this or that, um, you know, that's going to help me figure out, um, you know, what that sense of more or longing or calling is. Um, it's like, yeah, trying to figure out or resolve um, a spiritual issue with um, a physical uh, solution. Yeah, okay, so the second... Um, truth <laughs> um, that I might share that I can share with you is that you can have more than one spiritual awakening right so even if you feel like okay I'm already spiritual um, you know I already you know um, am connected um, I know there is you know the universe is greater it's multi-dimensional there's so much more to life than um, you know what I can see with my eyes and hear with my ears and, and so on more than the physical senses um, it doesn't mean that you can't have more shifts, more huge shifts, 
right? You can have more than one spiritual awakening. Um, so for me, uh, the first one was um, when I experienced my first past life regression. Okay, um, and this therapy session, I mean, it really you know changed my life. Um, it really brought me to a neutral place um, after you know suffering from depression, um, suicidal depression for over like ten years. Uh, I yeah, I felt neutral for the first time. Um, I no longer had those suicidal thoughts. And I was able to really build myself from a place of clarity. Okay. Uh, and just having that experience, I mean, it propelled me, first of all. I mean, I was so convinced by it um, that I took up training, right? Um, and that really set me on this path now. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, to think at the time, I didn't even believe in past lives. <laughs> uh, it still worked. <laughs> and yeah, and so even after that, you know, um, I still, some years later, um, you know, as I was uh, mentioning before, uh, had another huge shift, right? And this is when I unlocked my intuition. Um, I develop my ability to channel and, you know, subsequently develop this um, intuition program and, you know, just kind of like passed on my learnings. So, yeah, so it can happen <laughs> more than once in your life. Uh, and so even if you are spiritual, you're intuitive already, keep going and be really open. Even if you think you know, <laughs> there may be greater dimension, different aspects or facets, um, there may be more to your purpose to realize, um, to manifest, to materialize. Okay. So, you know, we don't always know what the universe has in store for us. Um, we don't we can't always see all of it right away um, or as clearly unless you do the soul intelligence program, just saying. <laughs> You'll be a lot more privy and open and aware um, of what's coming up. Uh, but generally speaking, right, um, it's not always revealed to us or obvious to us, right? But I'd say if there's one thing I learned is to just stay open because um, you never know. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I think we're here very much to keep evolving um, and show the shifts and the change and the growth is continuous. I don't believe it ever ends, really, um, whether here or beyond. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, if we think to ourselves, oh, this is it, I've you know, reached a certain point and, and that's it it's it's very easy to then kind of stunt our growth. Okay, so um, another thing that people don't tell you or talk about, okay, when it comes to having a spiritual awakening is that it can be lonely, right? You know, um, when you experience internal shift and change, um, I mean, it's a huge one. 
especially, mm, you may find that you no longer vibe with certain friends or certain people. Okay, you may no longer have the patience. Um, excuse me, to, let's say, put up with negative complainers or you may suddenly notice that a certain friend is so negative that you never noticed before. Um, and so sometimes uh, I would say part of the spiritual awakening is sadness, it's loneliness, it is um, endings as well, right? So... There's a lot of shedding and endings, drawing boundaries, um, curating your curating your life such that you know you know just choosing and picking who you surround yourself with. You know this is so important, right? Because our success really is determined by our inner circle and who we choose to surround ourselves with. Uh, and so you may find yourself wanting to change or shift this or even people naturally leaving as your vibration changes and shifts. Okay, um, and, you know, for me, it took years to really uh, build or find a tribe of like-minded. Okay, and, and so many people tell me all the time, like, oh, um... You know, it's you know sometimes like I don't I don't have enough people to talk about this with talk about my spiritual experiences, some of the weird stuff that I encounter, some of the magic that happens in my life that seems so unbelievable, um, and you know they don't you may not always have people around you to discuss these things with. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, what I've learned is um, to kind of be prepared for the endings. Okay, with every spiritual awakening and huge shift, there are endings. Um, it can sometimes be lonely. So find your tribe, build your tribe, you know, make sure you surround yourself with the right people. Um, people who can connect with you, not just mentally, emotionally, intellectually, and so on, but, you know, spiritually as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so there is this kind of, let's say, like a death of your old self almost and of your old life. Because um, once you see, you can't unsee, right? Um, and you, it's going to be, it's not that you'd want to, but it's going to be really, really hard to go back, right? So it's important that the people that are around you and that you choose, you know, um, your relationships, your friendships, they reflect who you are today and who you, you know, where you're going and who you want to be in the future, right? Because some of the old friendships and the old friends or friends from the past, um, they may have been really wonderful and helped you get to the point of where you're at now, but they may not be the same people who are going to take you to the next level and into the future. Okay, so the fourth truth that I'll share with you is that the way, okay, um, the path is paved with signs, with helpers, with guides, with signposts, with synchronicities, and while some of us may um, 
feel or believe that a spiritual awakening happens in a really sudden way, um, it's actually not that sudden or that unexpected if you recognize and identify and can understand the signs. Okay? Um, and signs, I mean, it could be anything from something so small. Like for me, the you know my first so-called spiritual awakening all right what led me to that past life regression session uh, was just a book um, a book that a neighbor ca casually handed to me right um, but it had such an impact on me it just uh, and that was Brian Weiss's many masters many lives right um, and it had such an impact on me I was just like it's just something so mysterious and you know I didn't believe in past lives but it was really intriguing it piqued my curiosity um and you know I wasn't exactly like obviously wasn't like set out or like searching for spirituality or searching for a huge shift like that did not exist in my mind at all at the time right um first of all I was like 26 years old or something uh, but also, uh, um, it, it just, yeah, at, at that time, what I was consciously aware of was simply being curious, feeling called, being, you know, feeling intrigued. Um, and so what I learned is to really allow these signs, because it is a sign, right? I mean, in retrospect now, like in hindsight, I can see that it was a sign, right? Allow your curiosity to lead you and to draw you. Allow, you know, um, whatever that is calling you, even if it doesn't make sense, right? It didn't make sense to me, you know, doing, I mean, looking for a regression therapist to do a past life session. Like, I didn't even believe in past lives. Um, and all it took was that book, a story, right? Uh, and, you know, who could predict or even know where that would lead me? So, yeah, so pay attention, be aware. And even if you feel like, I mean, of course, the best thing is to learn how to read and understand the signs. However, if you're unsure, let your curiosity lead you, let your desires lead you, okay? Um, you know, whatever that you long for and you desire that you may not even dare express, Right? Let that guide you because there is a part of you, a deeper part that knows, knows exactly where you're meant to be, how to get there and what's meant for you. Yeah, um, and I'd also say that sometimes the signs come in ways that you don't expect as well. Right, It could come in a way that is, like sometimes the signs are disguised as problems or obstacles or difficulties um, or that nagging feeling of dissatisfaction, okay? And I'd say in these moments um, or in moments where you feel that desire or that call or that, again, that curiosity or that something just piques your interest, right? Um, don't wait until you feel ready to take a step. Because some of us, like, we may never, ever feel ready. But instead, take action or take a step when you know deep inside that the time is right and it's time for you, rather. Okay? Um, 
Yeah. Because there, there is a deeper part of you that knows when it's time. Knows not just necessarily what you want, right? We don't always want change or, you know, the discomfort that comes with change or before change. Uh, we don't always want, you know, to have to face or discover something new, right? Or have to reevaluate our whole lives. But sometimes that's what we need. And, and I think deep inside, we know when it's time. Okay? And often the obstacles that pop up are pre- precisely there for that reason, to kind of nudge us and push us and help us face <laughs> uh, a lot of the things that we suppress or ignore or we choose to put aside. Okay, and when it's that obvious, exploding in your face, well, we have no choice then. We have to deal with it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we don't necessarily have to wait until that happens. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) If you follow the signs, um, recognize the helpers in your life, right? Um, The, I don't know, if someone recommends something, or thinks of you when they're reading or looking at something and they care to mention it to you, like, think about who's actually passing that message on to you and what it might mean, right? Um, Yeah. So, um, I hope that was useful and, and yeah, maybe there's something there that um, surprised you or, I don't know, maybe you already have experience and you know these things. Um, I wonder if there are any questions. Can I have a spiritual awakening and then feel like you have lost it? Do you mean lost the connection? So over here, um, what I ref- you know what I mean or what I'm referring to when I say spiritual awakening is is that huge shift and awareness, right? It's it's like the Matrix. <laughs> and you know, that movie is not like written or um, filmed, like it's not an accident that's put out into the world, right? But it's like seeing um, life and the world with new eyes. Um, and so once you see, you really can't unsee. But if you're talking about feeling like you've lost it, meaning you've lost that um, connection um, you've, you know, maybe you're distracted by life or things are, you know, I don't know, if you're busy, life happens. Or if, again, you don't have the right people around you, that right support um, to to remind you who you really are and how we are infinite beings. Um, then, yeah, I think we can, like, I, I, I don't think we can lose the awakening, right? But I think we can... Um, lose the connection and get lost in the sea of the physical and material world and forget um, that life and we are just more than what's in front of us. Um, And we have the ability to see through things, see beyond things. Um, And I mean, let me get this, like, let me clarify this. Like, we are here for a reason. We are you know, in our physical bodies and on this physical plane for a reason. We're here 
and we're not meant to be somewhere else. I mean, you can be sure that there are other aspects of us, of our souls that are experiencing lives elsewhere. Uh, but our, you know, we have so-called single consciousness here for a reason. So we can focus on our mission, our lessons um, and life here. Right. Uh, but that's not to say that we forget our connection and our, again, like just who we really are and what we're really made of, right? Because that is what's going to help us get through the obstacles and the difficulties and the things that seem impossible to solve in this life, right? Um, okay, I hope that answers your question. Uh, and yeah, again, if you feel like there are moments where you lose that connection. You know, I think different people have different techniques, uh, but I would say make sure you have a great support system. So great people around you. And, and it doesn't have to be like so many people, but the right people, right? The, the ones who really understand and who you can connect with, spiritual family, as I call them, okay? Um, ensure that you have some kind of method. Um, I don't even say personal ritual, to keep that connection, to remind yourself, okay? And that could be meditation, that could be music, art. Uh, it may be books or videos on the topic. You know, I mean, again, it's different for each person. Uh, for, some, for someone else, it might be prayer, right? So, yeah, sometimes we do need to work at it until... It becomes natural. All right. Physical, any physical symptoms of a spiritual awakening? That is a really interesting question, uh, D Donald. Um, I have to think about this one. I'm not sure if I was con like have been consciously aware. But what comes to mind now is um, not so much a physical, like a symptom, but I have to say that um, in some of my spiritual experiences, and particularly that, that first past life regression that I experienced um, and some subsequent sessions where I've gone uh, into the interlife um, or even out-of-body experiences, like, there is a, a physical, um, I mean, you can feel it physically, just how light and free and, um, it like, it's a tangible experience. Uh, that's what I mean. So, not sure if I'm quite answering your your, your question. I, 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 I wouldn't call that a symptom, but what comes to mind is, that so-called spiritual awakening uh, can be extremely tangible, not just like it's happening in your mind, you can actually feel it in your body. You know, I felt like, it's going to sound so <laughs> weird, but I felt like there was certain energy that left me, right? The heaviness, for example, left me. Um, so I felt a lot lighter. Um, and... Yeah, um, and I, I wonder if anyone here um, wishes to share, like maybe you have experienced something physical, right? Um, some people may, yeah, I mean, again, the ones that, the, the things that come to mind are like, 
near-death experiences, um, and if you read accounts on that, you know, what people describe and how they feel, um, out-of-body experiences, um, when you go to an altered state of consciousness, I mean, again, some people use these aids um, and tools, right, psychedelics, plant medicine, plant medicine, um, there is a very, again, tangible, visceral, you know, experience or sensations that that um, people report, right? Um, now, we don't need those tools, but they, that's, that's some of the ways to have uh, a kind of, let's say, spiritual, um, higher consciousness um, experience. This episode is brought to you by the Soul Intelligence Intuition Program. The program is for wellness practitioners to develop a reliable divine connection they can authentically trust and to understand intuitive messages clearly by becoming intuitive readers. Application opens only a few times a year to a select few. So if you want to be among the first to be notified, Get yourself on the waitlist now by visiting www.soulintelligence.sg. How do I quiet the noise so I can hear my intuition or, um, or intuitive voice? It's like the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> um, so of course, uh, meditation helps. Okay, um, it helps. It helps you train and practice putting aside or quieting the noise. However, um, what I found is it's not so much just about the noise, but that with so many voices, um, you know, there's the voice of, let's say, our inner child, our wounded selves, um, the our inner critic, there is the voice, our, our analytical um, mind's voice. Uh, and so, the, and, and the intuitive voice. And I mean, most of us have many different voices going on at one time, right? And it's really about, so hearing it is one thing, but dis, and distinguishing and recognizing that voice, right? How do you know if it's your intuition versus an instinctive feeling or... Um, Again, you know, it, it's coming from a voice of your wounded child or inner child. Um, it, it, distinguishing it is like another thing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's not just hearing it, but I'd say distinguishing it is important. Uh, and you're probably saying like, but how? How do I do that? So I'll get into that in a minute. Um, it's also you know, once you kind of can distinguish the voice, it's then understanding it, right? Because most of us um, are aware of our intuition. We are, we can sense the signs or we kind of have this feeling, whether it's small or large, that, um, you know, something there or something's wrong or or something is off or I need to be moving towards this, Um so yeah, so I just wanted to be clear, like it's not just about hearing it, it's it's dis distinguishing it, it's understanding it, understanding um, the language that your intuition speaks, right? Because fortunately, it doesn't always just like speak to you in your native language. 
Um, it sometimes comes to us in different forms. Um, it may be, I mean, I would describe it as a frequency of energy. Um, it's a vibration sometimes um, that we're picking up. Okay, so how? Um, to answer your question simply, I'd say, yes, of course, meditation helps you kind of train um, the you know monkey brain, the, the chatter. Okay, so that's always useful. But meditation in itself is not the method for tuning into intuition, right? Not, not necessarily. And I'd say it's not really the purpose, right? We do receive intuitive messages sometimes in our meditation, but um, I recommend you have a separate or you'd have um, a method for tuning into your intuition that it goes beyond just meditation. Um, so how do you distinguish or recognize um, the intuitive voice? Mm. So I have a few tips for you. Of course, there's, there's like a lot more, but some tips. One is our intuition is very different from our instincts. Okay, Instincts come from our kind of biological programming. And it's usually there to warn us. Um, it is there to protect us. Okay, um, so it comes from a very primal place. Okay, our intuition comes from a much higher place. Um, and its purpose is also different. Okay, um, so getting to my point, it's the intuitive voice is not judgmental. It doesn't tell you what is wrong or right, or if someone is bad or good. Okay, that's one of the key things. It is non-judgmental. Okay, so it doesn't tell you this is someone to fear. Okay, and if you're feeling fear of any kind, it's probably not your intuition. Okay, um, or rather it is probably... Mm, you've probably it's probably your intuition but filtered okay mean meaning you have interpreted the data you've interpreted the the, the intuitive data okay which means whatever message that you're receiving is not pure okay um another way to recognize your intuition is it it doesn't boss you around or tell you what to do okay it doesn't boss you around. It doesn't tell you what to do. In fact, when it's your pure intuition, it's often so neutral that even if you asked your intuition to tell you to choose for you, it won't. You still need to make that choice and that decision on your own. And yes, consciously, but with the intuitive data. Um, yeah, those are a few tips that I'll share with I'll sh I'm sharing with you. Um, yeah, so if you recognize fear, judgment, um, any kind of control or forcing or pushing, um, it is not your intuition or you're not um, translating the intuitive data in a pure way. Okay, that's not the, let's say the pure message. 
Yeah, and I think another tip that I would give you um, on how you can so-called quiet the noise and hear your intuition is practice. You know, with any other skill in life that we assume or think we're just meant to be good in certain things, uh, born, you know, just born with certain things and be, and be good at it, just, just like that, right? Uh, and I've said this before, like, your, you know, um, intuition and being able to connect, understand it, decipher it, and, you know, all of that, it is a skill that can be honed. And, um, you know, we're all born of the gift, but not all of us um, have bothered, have, have, you know, not all of us have, very few of us have actually invested time and energy and effort to actually honing this skill. And it's like, you know, it is such an important, it's such an important life skill, right? Um, think of all the important life skills that we don't learn about in school, right? Um, money management, communication with others, relationships, right? Managing our relationships. Intuition is one of them, right? Um, and what happens is we grow up, we end up in one relationship after another, or um, you know, having no budgeting skills or, or whatever, and like, what went wrong? Why is it everyone else can do it, right? So we have the ability to hone that skill, to learn money management, to learn how to communicate with others, how to build rapport. We have the ability um, to, <clears throat> to you know, um, what do you call that? Build successful relationships. But we do need to learn how, right? We're not all just born knowing how um and and even if you feel like oh yeah I, I you know I'm quite good in this area but how good like there's a degree right so some of us are like all right we're, we're intuitive um some of us are more aware of our intuition than others or more intuitive than others but they're they're like different levels right um if you wanted to just live well, okay, just uh, live without debt, let's say live debt-free, right? There's a certain level of money management skills that you need to have, right? If you want to be like, I don't know, multi-millionaire, a billionaire, if you want to run your own business, if you, like, there are different levels, right? So what level do you, like, training means you can take that skill or ability or gift to the, to like, a whole other level and to a higher level, you can advance it, Right? And why not? Like, if someone told you, you can be a billionaire, right, if you learn the skills. And it's not just talent or gift, right? Like, wouldn't you want to learn that? Maybe not all of us, right? But, like, wouldn't you want to maximize your skills and your gifts, like, if you were able to, right? So, yeah. Okay, so how um, can we find out our spirit guides? Spirit guides are really interesting. Um, when I first connected with, with 
spirit guides i mean like i didn't even believe in them i thought like if i had a guide or guardian i didn't believe in guardian angels or any of that stuff and i thought if i even had them they abandoned me like a long time ago right because you know depression and all so um so it's really really negative and critical and everything was bad everything was bad luck everything you know bad happened to me like us in that vibration and that space right for for a long time um and so some of the things that I'll tell you is about spirit guides is one, spirit guides don't intervene uh, unless you call and ask. Okay? So just a word of caution, if you hear someone go, oh, my spirit guides told me to do this and my spirit guides told me to do that and they're you know, telling me and asking... It's probably not spirit guides because they don't control, they don't tell you what to do. Um, like your intuition, they don't boss you around. They don't... Um, yeah, they're helpers, but what I'd like to share here actually is, is, is more, it's more than just connecting to your spirit guide. So how the, how is one is, uh, set the intention, like actually call upon them. Right. Cause what I learned is they never appeared for me cause I never asked <laughs> cause I didn't believe in them. Um, The second is you need to find a method or a way to, again, be able to connect and hear them clearly, okay? Because asking is one thing, um, but then you need to listen to receive, okay? And this is the same as with prayer. It's the same as with your intuition. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think I'm answering, I'll answer your question and the question before about intuition, uh, but learning how to listen is so important. And if you wanted to learn how to listen to your intuition better, you got to learn how to listen in in the physical world better. Okay? I mean, some of us are such poor communicators. Um, we don't even listen with our ears. How do you expect to listen well with your inner hearing? Right? If we're not even observant with our like, um, like if our five senses are not keen, and it's so dull because we're just unaware of, you know, we're just unaware of life and what's around us and our senses, then um, you can probably bet that your inner senses are pretty dulled uh, or dulled out as well. Okay, so I would start with physical senses, right? Like number one thing, and this is in the Soul Intelligence course, learn how to listen. Um, I was such a poor listener when I was younger. Um, I really learned how to listen um, through my therapy practice, um, you know, and that's like active listening. And true active listening is extremely <laughs> taxing and tiring because you're not listening to respond. You're not listening to answer, you know, someone else um, or to say something impressive, like follow up with something impressive, like, yeah. So I would say, um, learn how to listen. Mm, there are tons of books on this, videos on this, and it, it really takes awareness. Mm, let me see. What else do I have about listening? Yeah, so I used to be a really, really poor listener, um, and... I came from one of those families where everyone talks over each other. So no one is ever listening to each other because everyone's talking at the same time 
or trying to be heard at the same time. And I remember being 16 and um, a friend of mine was over um, like at my house and and she's sitting at the table with, you know, with me and I was with my, I don't know, my siblings and my mother or something, you know, with my family members. And, and after dinner, she said to me, do you realize like no one was listening or hearing each other or like everyone was talking at the same time? And I mean, that really hit me at, you know, 15, 16 years old. Um, and it happened like this friend was a really, really good, like she's a really keen observer, right? And so she was pretty young as well, only just a couple of years older than I was. Um, but like she had so much awareness, right? And because she, she was in that observer's position, she was able to see, right? So I think a lot of us don't really realize, um, you know, we're not very keen we're not very um, keen observers or recipients of our um, senses and our, you know, first physical senses and then inner senses. We're not very aware of our surroundings or other people, right? Um, and this happens especially when we're very much in here, right? If you're analyzing all the time um, and you have this internal dialogue all the time, then you're not going to be very aware of your body, of people around you and what's really happening, right? So, yeah, so I'd say before you even jump to like intuitive senses, intuitive listening um, or listening to spirit guides, so it's like spiritual kind of connection, start with your physical senses. Start with like how well do you listen, smell, how well do you really see um because that will kind of like extend to your non-physical senses as well. Yeah. And on the note of spirit guides, that's, um, you know, what I teach in the Soul Intelligence Program is, well, I, like I invite you um, to go beyond, beyond thinking of spirit guides as, you know, spiritual beings that are outside of us or that have some kind of like, powers that are beyond us okay um because at a certain level we are all one and we are all one energy right and there is only separation on this plane right the physical plane um on earth and in our bodies again for very good reason and good purpose because that uh helps us with well helps us experience something that we can't when we are all one right or when we're at that kind of higher level um yeah, so one thing I invite you to think about, even if you may not necessarily agree yet or if you've not experienced it yet, um, is that spirit guides are not separate from us. They're not beings, they're frequency of energy, but they're just another aspect of us, okay? And so if you're really, really wowed by your spirit guides and how amazing they are, they're really a reflection of you. <laughs> there is nothing that your spirit guide um, is that you are not. Uh, and that really applies to everyone, not just spirit guides. And that also applies to people we don't like, unfortunately. But that's, you know, another story for another time. Uh, but yeah, on a certain level, we really are all one. And 
So our guides are not separate from us. Uh, and so if you start kind of really understanding this, um, it's from this oneness. I mean, people ask me, like, how do you tune in with your intuition and channel and be able to, like, know so much and know things that you can possibly know? Uh, because at a certain level, there is no separate... We are all one, and in that one consciousness, um, that one awareness, we're privy and we have the answers to everything. Yes, you can sense and feel and know what someone else is feeling and sensing and what they're going through in their lives. Um, yeah. And uh, so again, back to the spirit guides, um, instead of focusing on really, on like connecting with something that you think might be outside of yourself, it's about having a deeper connection with yourself. That's going to give you access to your spirit guide. Just want to quickly summarize what I went through today. Um, so what is a spiritual awakening? It's when we have that huge internal shift um, of awareness, um, a shift of, it's an internal experience where, you know, very often we realize um, we're more than, there's more to being here than the life that we're experiencing. We're meant for more. Um, it's often a realization that life is beyond what we can perceive with our you know, physical senses. Okay. And it often prompts a huge wave of um, external change in our lives as well. Okay. And some of the truths, uh, the things that people don't tell you, what I covered today is the first thing is... Um, it can happen even when it seems like nothing is really going wrong, okay? Or when nothing is physically apparent, like, yeah, life is good. I'm kind of grateful for everything I have. No real complaints. Nothing is really wrong per se, um, you know, yeah. But if you have this longing, this sense that there is more, or sometimes it's just like a tiny, tiny gap, this feeling like, um, there's like a calling or there's something missing, right? Um, that can actually, excuse me, I forgot the word, but like come before a huge spiritual awakening. Okay. Um, so yeah. So even if you're like already, um, like, how do I say this? So my learning really in that is, that little gap and that missing thing, okay, even if everything on the outside or the physical world seems fine, seems okay, uh, that is your clue that it's not a physical world problem and it's a spiritual issue. And so you need a spiritual solution for a spiritual issue, right? And so physical interventions, like if you think this, I don't know, upgrading your skills um, in some kind of academic course or some left brain thing, um, or if you had something or bought something or you became something that was going to help fill that gap, like it's probably not going to um, resolve your issue. Okay. Um, the second thing is you can have more than one spiritual awakening. So if you already feel like you're on your path, living your purpose, if you're already intuitive, uh, already kind of 
spiritual, okay, whatever that might mean to you, um, be really open because you can have more than one. Okay, and there may be more to your purpose, uh, more to your so-called destiny um, uh, that is waiting for you to realize and manifest or materialize. Okay, so um, the third thing that people don't talk about is that it can be quite um, lonely. You may experience sadness as well. Okay, um, and that's just because when you shift and you change, then, yeah, there are just things in your life, um, people in your life that you may change your perceptions about um, that may not vibe with you anymore. Uh, and so, yeah, sometimes the spiritual awakening comes with the death of your old life, the death of yourself, sometimes like a part of you dying. Uh, and so you may no longer vibe with the people that you used to. And so, or, you know, there may not be, like you may find that the people around you, um, you know, you're not able to kind of uh, share your spiritual experiences with. They don't get it or they may think you're weird or strange or different. Um, they don't understand. Uh, and they're just probably at a different vibration or phase of life or stage in their journeys, you know, different from you. It's really, really, really important to find and surround yourself with the right people. Because okay? that's going to kind of keep you on track and ensure that you continue um, expanding your consciousness, continue growing. Right? Um, and the fourth truth is while some people have this impression that this so-called spiritual awakening and this awareness comes rather suddenly or in an unexpected way. The path is filled with signs, filled with helpers, filled with signposts, um, synchronicities. It, it, you know, it's, it's just that if we fail to see the signs, fail to identify them, if we fail to understand them, then, it, then you, know, you don't know, why it's, what, you know what's, what's coming up for you or what's um, happening for you or about to happen. Right, and sometimes the sign is uh, an obstacle. It is a, a really difficult period in your life. Um, yeah, so sometimes that is um, the sign. Um, but conversely, it can also sometimes seem like nothing is really happening. Uh, but it may just be that you miss this. You know, friend recommended this book to you. This video to you this course to you this um or someone said something and you kind of felt like curious about it but then you you missed it or you chose to ignore it or move on um yeah but there are dozens and dozens of signs all the time from everywhere if you like open your eyes <laughs> use your intuition um and, you know, identify them, see them, um, and let the signs lead you. Because sometimes we see the signs and, well, first of all, you may not understand them, but if you understood them um, or you had a hint of what it, you know, means or where you're meant to go, but you don't follow the signs, you don't allow it to lead you, then that's like, again, a missed opportunity. 
And yes, the universe will put more signs in the way, more nudges. But sometimes that those signs, you know, that's when the signs become bigger and bigger and you can't ignore. And, and that's when it's like an obstacle, a problem, a health issue. Like, yeah. So you don't have to wait for them to become these huge boulders in your life. Um, if you recognize, identify and, you know, allow even the small signs to lead you. So um, I think I've been on here long enough. Thank you to those who have like stuck around. Um, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, so um, if you like this, please share it uh, and um, follow me for more on intuition development, um, psychic development, and yeah, practical spirituality as I call it. <laughs> um, all right. So see you. Thank you very much. Bye. Whether you are on your commute, walking your dog, running errands, or just pottering around the house, I am so grateful that you're taking the time to tune in. Now, if you're curious about what goes on behind the scenes, I am on Instagram as well. And if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to send me a direct message there. Now, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend and hit the subscribe button.